I'm going to make a Sunday gravy next month. <laughs> Are you really? My mom taught me yesterday. Two oh, days yeah? ago, I mean. Very yeah. It's nice. very exciting. I don't know what that means. Gravy. We don't have Italians Sunday where I'm from. Uh, all right, <laughs> just let's just start the podcast. Oh. <laughs> meat sauce. But they call it gravy in Philly. It's gravy, not sauce. No I matter see. what. Even if it's marinara without meat. What do you call gravy? I don't know. Gravy. You don't do gravy. <laughs> Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. All right, should we do the morning shenanigans? No, just go straight <laughs> just, into it. Yeah, just roll into it. I think it's more uncomfortable than he already is. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, guys, welcome to the Comedy Store podcast. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. I'm Rick Ingram. And uh, we have a terrific guest today. I don't know what that, that is. That punishing a- fucking light <laughs> above us. I mean, this is fucking brutal. I mean, all the money that they Are put you? into this fucking place, they couldn't get something to take the goddamn glare off, dude. This is like interrogation <laughs> light. What's great is every every no, important comedian that we've had, you, Rogan, no reason for that. Dice, everyone's like, what's with this light? Before it was can strobing. We, it was terrible. Yeah, what can we, can we fucking do something? It's like literally, it's like sucking the comedy out of me. Oh, it's kind of... <laughs> It's awful. They took the Is, thing do, off. Do we it. got like a sheet of yeah? Dim it down. Oh, there nice. we go. All now right. Now I, I can't believe that they actually have a way to fix it. I'm almost in shock. I'm, yeah. Sh- I mean, they do uh, put a lot of money into this studio, as you can see. Yeah, no, they did a great job. This was nothing a minute ago. Now you know. They uh, vacuumed in here. They put a new table. Yep. Um, I think it's more of the eggshell padding on the wall. So yeah. That, so you know, could scream this and all yell. looks like shit you find on a sidewalk <laughs> or behind a guitar center. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It looks like that F is for family episode that you have where they were playing with the asbestos. It's like she had yeah. it on it. Oh, it was my favorite. <laughs> I was dying. That's what it reminds me of. I'm like, oh, we should just play with this. I, I feel like I there's doormen that are that are murdering people down here, and that's why it's there. Definitely. Well, Definitely. allegedly, they'll, you know, I'm not, yeah, shit I don't happened wanna, down here. I don't want to put anyone on blast. Back in the day. Back a long in the day, time ago. as opposed to now. When when it was Ciro's. I don't. I think people are too scared to do it. Now. No, no, it was Ciro's. Yeah. Or you know, <laughs> not lunatics. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were here too. Um, yeah. So we don't need to introduce you because you just went on a rant, which is amazing. Oh. The great Bill Burr is How here. How are you? This is very exciting. We'll give you a little golf clap. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I to make it, it authentic, um, we are with all things comedy. We just would rather. Stay over okay. here because we're lazy easier. and nobody wants it's to drive. Easy. It's easy. I, don't, I still don't even know where the All Things Comedy <laughs> Studio is. That's it's, not nice. You really should go over Bill's there. We're guy. partnered with Soapbox Films. We have we have an entire facility. Anything that you want to do and shoot yeah, Rick. and create content. I can do it. Yes, and you can build your career. That, that's good. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> someone's we're trying, saying it. Yes. <laughs> trying to get people to do No, we are. And Speaking it's, of all things comedy, our first special that we produced with Paul Versey, I'll say this, uh, broke all Comedy Central streaming records online. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Now he's, he's so uh, funny. Yeah, and he's getting great offers from clubs and everything. The exact reason why we started it was to help out comics and... Uh, very and excited, and we're doing one with uh, Jessica Carson coming up, and Ian Edwards, Whitney Cummings. Um, Jessica is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, and long, 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 long overdue. overdue, long yep. overdue. But st- but when that happens, though, those people they you know they stick around. They, no, they hit really hard. They hit hard because You're then right, they're prepared. 
Yeah, and they and they, you know, they didn't skip any floors. Yep. They didn't go from the second floor to the penthouse, and it's you know, she's got free twenty fall. years of. Yeah, she she did them all. She did all the rooms and all of that shit, so she'll be able to handle it. And uh, same thing with Ian. And uh, Ian's is on December eleventh, right? Yep, down at Long Beach. Long Beach. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Show. I love Ian. Yep. He's great. I uh, will be at the taping and coming out on stage, hyping everybody up. Ooh. You're the hype man? That's what I'm going to be, the hype man. That's beautiful. Uh, I, am, uh, I am involved. <laughs> I am an involved person. Well, this is your thing. I mean, do you ultimately want to switch to producing? Like, I mean, because it can uh, get... No, I, I I like to do it. I mean, um, I... No, I just... We just wanted to create this place, me and Al at Madrigal, when, you know, all the podcasts and everything were blowing up and everything. Mm-hmm. You just... Whenever artists create a scene, the businessman comes in and he just fucks everybody over it. It just Absolutely. becomes like, I own... I We own it. And you get the exposure. And they sit at home and in a fucking infinity pool making money forever. <laughs> and you guys, you know, got to go on the road and tap dance after you do the show. And it's just like... Uh, and I saw people joining podcast networks and they were giving up ownership of their show. It's just like, dude, you already created the show. Yeah. Why would you have somebody come in and give it up in it? But it was that was almost like you're uh, institutionalized, you know, because you've been in this business for so long that you just had your hat in your hand, hat in your hand, and just paying your dues, paying your dues. And, you know, in the last 10 years with technology and, and social media and all this shit, everything just flipped. And people were still trying to do it like the old way. And it's like, no, dude, you can just totally be in control of it. So what I like about it is it's sort of like a co-op and everybody promotes everybody's, you know, or supposed oh, yeah. to anyways. You know, most people, they promote everybody else's um, projects and that type of stuff. And uh, we're we're helping comics sell tickets on the road. And now, you know, we absolutely doing, That's what starting I... to do TV shows. And, you know, it's so it's just sort of growing as it grows. And, uh, you know, the dream was always to put money in comics' hands. So that's what we're trying to do over there. Which is absolutely amazing because I love how, um, you know, you guys at All Things will hit us up every week saying, like, what's your dates on the road? What's this? You know, so they can help promote even just your regular dates, not only just getting a special, which is the ultimate. Yep, and it's going to move on to TV shows and maybe a movie or, you know, I, I wrote a script. And if I can get the thing to run through All Things Comedy, I will, which just helps us, which helps everybody. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Do you like writing? I hate writing. Um, yes and no. I like it on the good days. On the bad days, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> but, uh, you know, being in the F is for Family Writers Room is definitely something that's been... Uh, that's got to be amazing. It's been it's such a learning experience just by being in there. And um, like I said, the days when it's good or whatever, it's it's awesome. Day, you know, when you write it and it's not working and you know it's not working, then you send it to the powers that be and they confirm that it's not working. That's when you're like, oh, God. Fortunately, there's not a lot of those days. But there's – but I got to be honest with you. Like, like those are the people that work, you know, they work so friggin' hard. You know, they always talk about performers. You know, hardest working man in show business and blah, blah, blah. Whoever fucking is doing the writing uh, – it's just yeah. I mean, my drink in the after the first season just went off the rails. Second season it was. I just would come home. My brain was just fried Mush. from think thinking, just thinking. And you you see it in the writers' room. Like people take mental breaks. They pitch and pitch and pitch, and then you just don't hear somebody's voice. You just see them. They're just kind of staring at the floor. <laughs> And just you, Shut just, down. you just take like a fifteen minute break. Like, all right, I, I push the rock up the hill for a minute. Let me just fucking rest my legs. <laughs> yeah, this. And works. then all of a sudden they come back. Hey, what if so and so said this? And um, you know, it's definitely uh, it's it is something that you have to love 
or else it, I, I can't imagine doing it if you didn't love it because it, it's way Consuming. more fucking work than I've yeah. ever done. Oh, yeah. It's animation, Learning how to too. be a comedian. <laughs> like, bombing is enjoyable compared to being in a writer's room when it isn't working. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> L- looking yeah, around at everyone, like, those, it's I, his fault. I still fault. consider myself a performer, whatever, but, like, you know, just being around, like, writers, like, how fucking hard they work. That was a great joke on, it was a show called The Comedians that had Josh Gad and Billy Crystal on oh, show, yeah. which I absolutely loved. It was heartbroken when they didn't renew that. It was set up so well, and they had a joke in there where they said, um, you know, they dialed back the budget on their show that they were on, and they would have dialed back the, the budget for lunch, and one of the joke was something to the effect of, uh, you, you, you can't take, you can't dial down their lunch that, for the writers. That, that's all they have. <laughs> <laughs> And it was such like an inside joke because like lunch yeah. is so exciting in a writer's You're just room. happy it to is, get it is a the break. Most, it, it's the most exciting fucking thing during the day. Yeah, is is lunch? Where are we eating? <laughs> and then then if you're staying long, it's always fucking pizza. It's never anything exciting. But lunch, <laughs> lunch, really is, is, lunch is exciting. That's that first break, that first exciting break. Yeah, you're supposed to get an hour, and it's always a half hour. <laughs> We're just gonna kind of work through lunch. Oh, yeah. And only in show business, like writing and stuff like that, do they get away with that. Because if they did that at a regular job. Well, any place where there's not a union. Out. Yeah, right, right. there's not a union. They, 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 you know, they abused us and then we started <laughs> unions and then we abused them. And then they said, hey, enjoy your unions. We're getting the fuck out of the country. And that's where we are now. <laughs> so I'm, I still think it's a matter of time before SAG just completely collapses with some of the shit. To. Just the terrible deals that they negotiate for stuff, and then and this like, is the thing you know everybody at the top all has a side deal. Yeah, they, everybody has a side. Every, yeah. That's the one thing that you learn in business. Everybody has a fucking side deal. So like you know when you go to like uh, you know shop around a special, if somebody just keeps steering you towards a network or whatever like that, and you can't figure out why, it's because they have a so side they're getting deal. the cut. Yeah, they have a side deal. Yeah, yeah. Every you get five percent on fucking and all that shit. And it's just an, it's so um, I don't know. One thing that does fascinate me about business is, is it, choosing the money and following your heart. It's never, it's never the same. It can never be the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm trying to think of an example in my life where following the money and following my heart was the same thing. It yeah, just never. It's just tough. like you can, uh, you can either do what you want to do or take the pile of cash. It's never. <laughs> yeah. You can do what you want to do, and there's a pile of cash. Yeah, see, I, I've been a fool my whole life and been like, <laughs> I got into comedy because this is, I want to do how I want to do it, and I have nothing to show for it. That's what are you talking about? But I feel you're, good. You're sitting right here. You got to get out of that mindset, though. Get him, Bill. Yeah, get you got I'm not getting I'm trying to help him out. You got to get out of that <laughs> mindset. Like, and especially now where it's just like, dude, back in the day when you were dead in the water, you were dead in the water. And now it's like, you're, you're not. That was like, you know. One of these fucking Me Too cases, this woman was just like, he blackballed me out of fucking Hollywood. We were talking about like a, a guy who ran a podcast network. It's just like, oh. how do you blackball somebody out of podcasting? <laughs> you can record just, that just, in your house. Yeah, buy a mixer and a microphone. It's and real you, simple. And, and, and pay for the internet. Yeah. Or borrow your friend's internet. You're back in the game. But back in the day, somebody could legit freeze Certainly. you out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not power play people out here, whatever the fucking term is, that can't make your life miserable. Sure. But back in the day, somebody could shut your shit down. For, you, yeah, for good. Like, well, I guess I'm going to finish veterinarian school <laughs> because this uh, this showbiz shit is, is over for me. But, you know, 
you never out of the game. So Especially, hang in there, young fella. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, no, I agree. There's so many different ways. Like we talk about how it's oversaturated so much, but it's also so many great ways. When something's good, it stands out. In yeah, this. Well, I, have, I don't. I think there's you know uh, how pro- prolific comedians are now. I mm-hmm. think it's an unprecedented thing. It's been it's been good and bad. It's been it's been great for comics that are good, and you know, but the, but just with every everything got raised up. More great specials. Yeah. Like you're, more, the special game has more, to be. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's just everybody's. Everybody got has one. one. Yeah, you remember it's back not in the day? Yeah, anymore. you remember back in the day, it was just like it was a handful of people that got them, and it was like, and listen, it was it wasn't fair back then because it was mostly white guys. So I will say that that was an improvement. But you know, I remember one time working a club in the middle act was complaining that he didn't have an hour long special, and I'm thinking you were a feature. What are you going? You going to fucking do your act twice? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a, like probably. A, like getting a half hour special was on <laughs> HBO was, was was fucking huge. Yeah. Like yeah. I got I got one in two thousand five and it was a dream come true. It was unbelievable and I finally was going to be able to just go out and just do my thing HBO style, um, not censored, nothing, not all. Oh, we have advertisers. Watch out for this. Just go out and just do what the fuck you do. It was so huge, and um, within you know. I did that in 2005. I mean, by 2000... For HBO? Yeah. Oh, by wow. 2000, uh, I would say, 13. It, that was... By then, it was just like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Feature acts, you know, putting out their second hour-long special. I mean, it's just fucking... It's just like... Yeah. Right. There's, there's a guy on... Uh, I don't know if you've ever done that Kill Tony podcast. Of course. But... Uh, I want to say I did. Was that the, was that the uh, one where he, like... He has, like, open micers come up, and then you, you shit on them or... Give him advice, yeah, I whatever. Didn't, it is. I, didn't enjoy, I love Tony, but I did not enjoy that. <laughs> I like to encourage people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did one, and the guy, one of the guy came up, and he had, they have a minute or whatever it is, and this guy was like the micro machine guy from back in the day. He's just spitting through jokes as fast as he could, no timing whatsoever. Oh, it was like one of those things where you're just like, what is he doing? That's He's what like, I did when I started out. Yeah, well, especially it, if you have a what minute. Did, what did Tony tell him? To pack his bags and go home. Your dream is over. Mitzi would have. The guy goes, uh, "I know, right?" Yeah, she told me I wasn't ready. I I, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, you remember that? I would see. I was a waitress when you showcased. Oh yeah, yeah. Not ready. <laughs> yeah, I remember what the fuck she said. I was just like, "Dude, I got the opposite treatment it was like from an her." Angry fucking trumpet. Oh yeah. I got the opposite treatment from Mitzi, and I was not ready. I had like oh. maybe two minutes of like kind of she took okay the, material. The wrong pills that. Day. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, that's great. Keep going up." I'm like, "All right." And then I, was, I, I spent two days thinking Duncan, who was the talent coordinator at the time, Trussell, Duncan Trussell. Uh, I was convinced that he was just fucking with me. He kept going, "Yeah, man, she passed you." I'm just like, "All right, Duncan, I get it." It was so bad. I was just there's. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get one of those uh, how to think positive. Books. <laughs> well, Bill, I was so bad though. Then, like, I was doing terrible Will we Ferrell all were. impressions. We all were though. Everybody was bad. I was fucking terrible. I used to have fucking I. I was so bad. I would be like pouring sweat after I got off stage. I do a twelve-minute spot. I come off stage out of breath, telling <laughs> jokes, just because I wouldn't stop moving. It was all nervous energy. Yeah, because I I didn't have confidence. It was weird. Did you start? In it was Boston? weird only because it took me eight years to stop doing that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you start in Boston or? Yeah. Uh, okay, and then you went to New York. Then, oh, then I I thought about coming out here, and then I. 
After did, your I, showcase, you're like, I, no, yeah. I, I did the uh, no, I did the uh, Laugh Factory one where you you. Oh, you sit yeah, outside the 6 all day. Yeah, the mm-hmm. six p.m. sign up, and I showed up at a quarter to nine in the morning, and I was third in line, and I just <laughs> sat out there, getting sunburned and shit. I had like sunstroke by the time I went on stage that night. It was a three minute spot, all clean. And I went and, and I somehow I killed wired because I wow. think I was just so angry. fucking exhausted. I wasn't angry. I just didn't give a shit. Oh, okay. I just went up there, yeah, this, that, the other fucking thing, and I fucking killed. And I was like, oh my god, that was huge. I destroyed. I'm gonna get a manager. It's all gonna happen for me. I was like three and a half years in. Like I wasn't ready for any of this. Yeah. There was no reason. But I was like, I'm 27. I'm getting old. I got to get out of here, right? So I went upstairs <laughs> and I talked to fucking Jamie Musada. I've given him shit about this. He goes, body, this never happened. It totally fucking happened. I talked to that guy for fucking about 90 seconds. Okay. And, and by 90 seconds, I was holding onto the back legs of the chair. I was sitting in, squeezing it, going, I'm moving to New York. This guy's out of his fucking mind. Body, body. You body, body, body. You're so funny. What you said, you, should, you talk more about <laughs> your father. Because I was doing a lot of family stuff, and I said, "Yeah, I mean, I got a whole bunch of stuff." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got stuff about my mom too." And he goes, "No, no, your father." And then Very he goes, specific. And then he goes, "How does it feel when your father yells?" And then he sat back and he put his hands. Oh, no. Maniacal. No, no, he, 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 it was like he had all the answers. He already knew to my comedy problems, <laughs> and he was going to present it in riddle form. <laughs> and so I was just holding onto the back of the legs of this chair. And I love Jamie now. But of like, course. I fucking, I break his balls. You have to. Every He's... time I see him. Dude, he was, he, uh, when I showcased for him doing the sign up open mic, <laughs> he uh, told me I used to wear a backwards hat all the time. And his only advice, he was like, you did okay. You come back, you know, five weeks or whatever. Only thing, wear your hat to the side. Would be much funnier if your hat was sideways. Yeah. And I was like, God damn. I'm surprised. Yeah, you the backwards, you backward hat guy. You go on stage, all you talk about is your hat being backwards. <laughs> but he learned that nonsense from Mitzi, because she would give people like he was a door guy here, and oh. when he started the Laugh Factory, she gave him like extra chairs and stuff. She loved Jamie, right? So she, that was her buddy. It was Bud she didn't like, but Jamie she liked. But he, she he would watch her make these people like we had a guy named jackie grayman she would call him jackie banana and he had to wear a yellow jacket and every time he'd come in he'd be like is mitzi here and i'm like uh she's not here tonight and he's like i'm not wearing that fucking jacket i'm like all right you don't have to wear the jacket i'm not gonna make you wear the jacket but then if she came in and saw him without the jacket she'd lose her shit scream and make him get off the stage louis louis anderson talks about yeah mitzi told him only performing sweaters you're you're the sweater comic and he's like for like two years i just wore the sweater (laughs) I didn't know anyway. <laughs> we're just we're like, so vulnerable. It's July. I'm living in the desert. I'm wearing a Christmas sweater. Man, he's sad to do it. But yeah, she- no, I remember. What's his face? Uh, I knew another comic. I knew two other comics. One of them, he goes, "Body, you you look like a garbage collector. You go on stage, you do nothing but jokes about <laughs> driving garbage truck." And he told another buddy of mine, you look like taxi driver. And they fucking did it. And they're up there. I'm driving my fucking cab. Every time I clocked in the trash. And we're just sitting there going like, looking at our friends like, what the fuck happened? And of course, after a while, they're like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. But they tried. And then another buddy of mine, he went in there. And he told some joke about a chicken. And Jamie goes, Buddy, you only go on stage, you do jokes about chickens. You only talk about chickens. And the guy, my buddy just bursted out laughing at him. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to do? And then I remember Patrice loved it. He goes, like, you uh, laughed at him? And he goes, what the fuck else was I going to do? This guy's <laughs> telling me to talk about nothing but chicken. From, you can do a full hour special of just chicken jokes. <laughs> oh, no. Ja- the Jamie Masada roast, if he ever agreed, <laughs> oh, would, would, would be it be amazing. the greatest fucking... I don't, I don't even think people would believe it. There's like, these guys are exact. Like, everything I said, this is all, to my memory, is all fucking true. He uh, the other insults to me that he said that I thought was humorous was they were trying to set up a uh, comedy management group before they oh, found yeah. out that I guess it was illegal or something. <laughs> but he uh, so Fraser Smith recommended, hey, come in. They want to start this. They need good young comics who don't have representation. I'm like, all right. So I go to this meeting and this this guy Dwight, some former comic who. Decided he didn't want to do comedy anymore, and now he's going to be a manager. Nope. That story. And uh, so he's like, talk to me. He's like, so, you know, obviously you get spots here, and then that's showcase for TV and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah. And then Jamie comes in, and I had a big mustache back then. And Jamie just kept look, keeps looking at me, and then he just goes, Dwight, if we uh, want to represent white trash comics, I know a couple of good ones, too, we can bring in. I'm just like, this motherfucker. <laughs> But I know he's like desert tribe Israeli, so that's some gangster shit. I don't that's fuck not, around with that. Yeah, Rick's married to an Israeli, so he he knows. Uh, I know. Yeah, I learned. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> quick. She said, hey, "Fuck." She already spent what two years in the military yeah. learning that Mossad. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's definitely got spy uh, potential. I still don't know what she's really up to. Yeah, but there was always there was always and there always will be people like that in this business there has to where, be, you, yeah. where you have to. If you can't navigate around, but that's what's funny about social media now is listen, listening to these fucking comedians complaining about shit, acting like these are unique stories, and it's just like everybody has these stories. Everybody yeah. has a version of these stories. You're basically saying show business is hard and it isn't fair. It's like <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly yes. how it works. And, and let me guess, what next? Somebody stole from you? Yeah, there's. You feel your oh, soul yeah. getting crushed. <laughs> There's and there's no like, justice in the like, world. Do you think if you were in, in in up there in Silicon Valley and you were trying to get an app going, like there would be a different experience? Yeah, that it wouldn't still be soul crushing. It's just anytime you're going after a fucking brass ring, there's going to be that element. Of course. And so the art of it is how to, um, I guess, figure out where you should be in the business and how you can be the in there in that business and still not lose yourself in it. You know what I mean? Or lose your mind. Yeah. Lose yeah, anything. not lose your fucking mind. Because once you get to be about 40, 41, 42, you will see the first person that you started with go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like someone I've will seen just, it. Someone I've will seen just it. fucking, they just snap and like they, they're not who they were. It's fucked. This business. Yeah. I'm, the sun I mean, out here and just like <laughs> LA is fucking great if you're working. But a, like if you're not working, this place is just it's like fucking groundhog day. Every day the weather's the fucking same. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And you're waking up and it's just like and then also you can't get out of it. You can't escape it. It just sprawls and sprawls. Had I known back in the day and understood LA more that I would I would have got on the one on one on one and headed out to Thousand Oaks and Oxnard and shit and just kinda of gone out there and sat in a field. For right. a couple of days and recharge my battery. Yeah. Hey, living inside is pretty cool, man. I got a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I moved out to Calabasas, and I was like, this is pretty great out here, but now everything around us is Oh, yeah, he burnt. had to evacuate for the fire. Oh, yeah. They evacuated us for six days, and now my... I mean, that's a part of living out here. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's always been happening. 
Yeah, Santa yeah. Ana wins with like a giant fucking hair dryer, and then something happens. It's just back in the day, some you know, I bet some Native American lit a campfire, and every you know, the other names are like, down. "Hey, thanks a lot, Easily. fuckhead. Thanks a lot. Way to go." Burn to the Pacific again, yeah, nah, asshole. You're, you're making the teepees. You're making the teepees. <laughs> Burned all of our buffalo skins. This is ridiculous. I love that you said yeah. the Santa Ana winds are a, a natural hair dryer. My hair looks amazing. I mean, I, everything's on fire, but when the oh, Santa yeah. Anas are coming, my hair looks great. I'm like, yeah. sorry, it's, I'm torn, guys. Just stand on your balcony like great. Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, just let it flow in. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I have kinky hair, so when that Santa Ana comes, dry, it straightens well, it out. Go. Kills there you it. Go. I love it. <laughs> Sorry about the fires. Hey, Sorry yeah. about your homes. My, my hair, <laughs> looks hair looks amazing. Great. Hair looks good. My my townhouse permanently smells like someone had a campfire and, and pissed you, on it. Really? Oh, that's awful. No, it's all Sorry. good. We're getting it all cleaned out and shit, go. but it's just a hassle. That's just how Like it everything is. else, it's just a hassle. No matter where you live, there's going to be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I lived in Sherman Oaks for seven years before we moved out there, and we never had fires, but there was a homeless guy who would take a shit in front of our building yeah, every day. So if you live back east, there's fucking you know you snow and like, shit. Yeah, yeah. like minus eighty now. Yeah, with all the extreme weather that you we're getting. It, yeah, it's yeah. so crazy because on Sunday it was sixty-five degrees in Philly. We were out all day. Then the next day it was twenty-three degrees and pouring rain. Like, yeah, it's not crazy. Like, if you listen to the scientists, shit. they predicted all of this shit, and it's uh, whatever. And this it's gets normal. all. And it, no, it's normal because of what we're, we're acting like, what we've done, and it's you know it's right. too fucking late. So let's just enjoy the park. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kansas City's doing the same thing. It's well, what you'd have back to do and forth. is some, you'd have to somehow like eliminate all of these massive corporations because they're the fucking problems. You'd have to do that. And how would you figure out how the fuck to do that? Because they literally own everything. They own everything. Yeah, yeah capitalism. They're literally dictating where your military is going. I mean, it's like it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking over. Them and bankers, and they run the fucking world, and they're going to steer us into the sun. And I want to wish all you guys a Merry Christmas. And a Merry Christmas. Happy and all of that. Yeah, my wife keeps saying, you know, like, why? Why are we, they allowed to do this? I go capitalism because a few p- amount of people want all the money and they'll do whatever it takes yeah. to get more money. But name a form of government where you don't end up with those people. I guess that, yeah. Yeah, it's because humans are inherently flawed, and and you know we all most, want ours. Most people can't handle a position of power, and oh, uh, yeah. just the way it rewards the. Big, I remember when I, I did a gig in Finland and they tried to say we don't have any rich people here, like it's a socialist country, and they tax like 90 percent yada 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 and all that shit so everything's fucking paid for school you can go to fucking college for your whole fucking life and right wow. paid for and shit yeah but they're like we don't have any rich people here and i just said well do you have banks here and they said yeah we do and i just laughed at them <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah that's- yeah i'm sure all of you here are playing by that rule but there's you know there's always going to be that someone somebody- put that idea out there for you guys to believe and it's the guy who's running yeah, that bank. Yeah, yeah, you might want to, if you can get access to the books. Yeah, something's going on. <laughs> what was that like doing stand-up in Finland? Like, I can't even imagine. Was it- Finland was, it was all good until you get on the other side of the Baltic Sea, and then there's a legit difference. Is that where, like Russians, basically? Where they, uh, they actually defeated the fucking Russians in uh, World War Two, but because they were aligned with, the uh, the Axis powers, they still had to give up part of their country, which is fucked <laughs> up. Which Finland, you know, they were between two of the biggest madmen ever: yeah. Stalin, Hitler. Stalin, Hitler. Wow. I mean, Stalin killed more people than fucking Hitler. I mean, what mm. are you gonna? I mean, it's just they. So they they were like, 
Hey, man, those Porsches are pretty impressive. <laughs> Let's fucking go with the Mercedes guys. The Germans rolled in first and, anyway. And then, so. and then they, they fucking beat them, and it, it was crazy. It was like a, one of those playoff years where it's just like, how the fuck did this team beat this team and then loses to that team? Yeah. So anyway, so I went there, and um, they were amazing people and everything, but they're very, very logical. So I was fucking not doing well. <laughs> and all of a sudden I told some joke and this guy in the crowd just goes well, why didn't you blah 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 and I was just like is that what you guys are trying to do are you trying to solve don't try to solve these so then I just has problems. I just kept telling jokes and then I would go well why didn't you blah blah blah, blah? and then that's how I got on a roll and it went well and then I finally asked them about religion and they didn't believe in an afterlife oh. and they're just very logical it was, it was refreshing so i was just like wow i go so what do you think happens when you die and this guy in the crowd is just like well do you remember what it was like before you were born and i was like no i don't and he's like well it's like that and i'm just like that's kind of fucking brilliant yeah I was like all right kind of real and it's dark yeah, but that's know, real like, yeah you know so but the tip the liberal thing to do then would be like oh my god they have it all figured out and then all you have to do is just get into that death metal shit that all comes from there yeah. and like these guys are such fuck the guys who live in the northern parts of those Scandinavian countries and Nordic countries and shit dude they take that shit for, they have like guys in those bands that have literally murdered people <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's their rednecks they're playing like death metal polyrhythmic shit up by the fucking Arctic Circle. I haven't seen the sun for three months. Yeah, I mean, Just... it's, 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 I mean, it's highly intelligent mass murderers. But I, I saw like a fuck. I mean, I'm not all like that, but I saw this one guy literally accused of fucking killing somebody. For some reason, he wasn't in jail and he was talking to this interviewer. And the guy asked him a question that he considered stupid. And he just, the guy asked the question and he just, just looked away from him and just started drinking his drink. He literally just dismissed. Shut him off. Like That's I, and no, it was like chilling. Like wow, this guy. Like oh shit. This guy is living by a fucking code, and this guy somehow <laughs> was not in the code. And if I was that guy, I'd be like, all right, time, time uh, to get out of here. Yeah. Hey, thanks uh, for the interview. We pull the van uh, around. I just want to thank you for not killing me. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but I know it was beneath you. <laughs> Very beneath you. I, love uh, I always wonder like, when I see people are touring over there. Is it is it all locals or is it expats? Is it uh, a combination? Like, I did Singapore, and that was a lot of expats and you know, bankers That's and awesome. shit. Right. It was funny. Singapore actually was initially part of some other country over there. I forget, and they defected, and they were just you know, they're size it's a of tiny city. city, yeah. So they were most like most people over there. They didn't like the West, keep them out of there at that time, and they realized Singapore realized though the only fucking way we're going to survive over here is we got to get in bed with these guys, be, you know, these bankers and shit because we can't and just you know we can't defend ourselves. Right. So over there, it's one of the most richest cities I've ever seen in my life. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Wow! And uh, the cars over there are like three times what they cost here because they're trying to get you not to drive a car because this, they have such little space. And even if you buy the car, I forget what the, every three to five years you just have to get rid of the fucking thing. And I saw, despite that, like a Prius cost like ninety grand over there, Jeez. U.S. Right? So, but but I still saw a bunch of Ferraris and shit like that. So you're yeah. literally looking at a million dollar car at that point, and and that someone was gonna have to get rid of. And and like it, there's a ton and of a loss. I mean, yeah. outside of that, it's like, dude, yeah. you, you can't sell it anymore. Fifty yeah. grand, three hundred grand, brand new. Yeah, you paid a million for it, dude. I would be driving that fucking thing in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting caned for going too fast. <laughs> Singapore has there's a ton of people who uh, who, who basically 
like get super rich. Like I, the, one of the guys who started Facebook gave up his citizenship here and moved to Singapore because he can just live rich there and not have to pay taxes or some. I forget what it is. It's like foreign. If you're a foreign person that lives there, you don't have to pay really? state taxes or co- country uh, I taxes. Know, dude, I guess that sounds like a real slick way of kidnapping That's somebody. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> then you go there, and then you give up your citizenship. Then they have you. Know, then you're stuck yeah, there. Yeah. And then one day they just show up, and you disappear. And who's going to come looking for you? No one. Yeah. And that now they have two hundred million dollars. Super, super fucking lonely. Just become yeah. a ladyboy. You know they have. They have. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can become a ladyboy. I hope so. I'm listening. They have a uh, a place over there. It's called. Uh, it's a whorehouse, and it's it's four stories. They call it four floors of whores. Good. And I mean, I, good naming, creative. And I remember when I was there. The Are woman, the woman who booked the gig, asked if me and my wife wanted to go there. Jesus! So I'm like, wow, man, these people are really progressive with this shit. And <laughs> she's just going, Bill, all the women in there are like Vietnamese. It's like some high level racist shit. I'm not fucking going there. And I was just like, all right, fair enough. You want to go get some sushi? <laughs> I did the whitest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, I didn't think it was possible, but I did it. You uh, booked me as a guest. Yes, and then after super white. That, that's super white. No, I uh, went to an escape room. Have you ever have you done this? That is white people like shit. A panic room. Yeah, but it was a Thai prison. They lock you up. They put and one of my brother Charlie was in jail for a little bit, so he panicked when they put the cuffs on him. He's like, "You better get these fucking things off me!" And I'm like, oh, so "Why would, would you do volunteer? that in another country?" I know, but this is. In, this is in Philly. This is on South Street in Philly. Oh. Uh, and it's, uh, you go downstairs. That's the theme? Is yeah, a Thai prison. Thai prison. How fucking frightening is that? That's How weird. Bored are people, who would volunteer? You know, that reminds me of a long time ago. I was on a tour with Charlie Murphy, rest his soul. <laughs> and uh, we we were going to San Francisco. We were doing a gig there, and they had Alcatraz there. Yeah. And I think Don L was saying, uh, hey, we should go over there and blah, 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 blah. Bill, you want to go? I was like, I went there a long time ago with my girlfriend. I don't know. Maybe I'll go, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Charlie, you want to go? And Charlie was just like, you know, yo. He goes, you want to go over there and pretend to be in prison? That's what the fuck you want to do? He goes, I was in jail. He goes, you know what? And I never got raped. Can either one of you motherfuckers say that? And he was just like, ah, and he just started fucking laughing at us. <laughs> It's a weird thing to That's do. That's bizarre. Who the f- I, even visiting Alcatraz? I don't know if I would. I did it because it's all like my pretending to be in a sweatshop. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's it isn't it isn't a. Uh, it's not cute. There's a shitty experience I've never had. Maybe I'll try it out. We had to figure out how to escape, or we were stuck in this room. It's like uh, the escape so room thing. It's like your a riddle. Brother, you said just completely. Flipped Charlie out. freaked out a little bit. He did. He got nervous, and then my nephew, he, uh, little Jimmy, he was like, uh, "Is this real?" And I was like, "Yeah, they're real handcuffs. Do, are we doing this? I mean, we're paying to do this. This is fucking weird." And we did it. There was like eleven of us in there, <laughs> so I kind of felt safe. So how do you? There had to have been one magician in there <laughs> to show you how to get out of the handcuffs. Oh right? no, just my smart niece and my brother Charlie who they watches. figured out how to get out of real handcuffs, really yeah. locked. Yeah, because uh, you had to put something together to get the key that was outside. So Charlie was like, "This is like an episode of the Brady Bunch," and I'm like, "That's hilarious that that's what we're using." I don't remember oh, that they episode? They got stuck. They got stuck in the <laughs> meat freezer. Okay. No, remember they were throwing the shoe. They got locked up in the Grand Canyon or something. Was it the Grand Canyon? I don't remember. It was before oh, my was time. Why the Tiki? Something like that. Something like that. I don't remember. I just remember them throwing a shoe to get things. Hey, you, you ever do? Uh, you ever do stand up at the? Uh, 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 what's what's the old place there on on 
Oh, Jesus Christ. What's the name of the fucking street? I don't know. In Philly? Said all, I'm feeling like... Uh, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh-uh. You never what? did that over there? Mm-mm. I've oh. heard of it. Are you saying that There's a supermarket right next to it, and that's where they shot that Brady Bunch episode... <sighs> Where the you remember the one where the, the television director is looking at him like yes. yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> so like creepy. when they're walking out yeah framing him <laughs> I remember that yeah. yeah oh right next door to that I've never right next door to that that's where they when they were walking outside it was the Mayfair Market see I'm I have to know a little bit of history even if it's goofy shit like that I love that like I had to know where Bobby Kennedy was assassinated like I had to know like some shit about that's kinda it that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, the fact cool, that they but... just fucking tore that place down, the Ambassador Hotel, and, and they just turned it into like a fucking school. And I don't know what they did. They put a little plaque there. Every other place, you know, you yeah. go to fucking Dallas, it's it's creepy to the level they haven't changed anything. But it's just like, you know, something like That's a huge... major happened here. And L.A. just doesn't give a shit. They're no. just like, pave it over, put up a 7-Eleven. <laughs> but the Brady Bunch market, they probably have a bigger... Not kidding. That's I know. <laughs> that's what they I care think about. They would have it. TV and film. You know what I mean. I don't that's why I watch. I watch real. MeTV, and, and you can you see like where the fuck they are. Like that seventy-seven Sunset Strip. That was the front end of it. That was uh, Dean Martin's place. Uh, Dean's uh, Dino's uh, the phone sounds like Lodge is what it was called, and they allegedly had the uh, their office right next door. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody cares about this shit. I'm into it. I like, I love Dean Martin. I'm a huge Dean Martin. And when I first moved here, um, um, Hamburger Ham- Hamlet over on Doheny, right. he used to, they used to, on Tuesdays, they'd be like, we're going to go have dinner with Dean. I'm like, Dean who? And they're like, Dean Martin. I'm like, what? And he would sit there by himself eating. And they would just sit across from him and watch him. I'm like, this is kind of creepy, but I'm enjoying Wow. I'm seeing Dean Martin. That's an old school thing that doesn't exist anymore. Like just people but we never, going to the them. same restaurant every <laughs> yes. Tuesday. Yes. I go down. Tuesdays is, is me and Dean. He, he, would, he would go to wait. Friend. Does that yeah. place still exist or no? No, nah, I think it's I, they turned it into something. There's still a restaurant there. It's right at Doheny. There's like office buildings. My dentist used to be up there too. So I don't, All right. I don't remember what it's called now. Dino, so Dean Martin got in business with those people, you know. I loved him. And, and they used his face and everything out in the front. And in the beginning, he would come down and say hi, and everybody would freak out and everything. And then eventually, of course, you know, things go south, and right. he doesn't want to be involved in it anymore. And Jerry Lewis, because they'd already broken up, he ends up having his own restaurant a little further down. And then he has his face. It's even bigger, and it's like 100 feet higher in the yeah. air. And he stole Dean's fucking restaurant manager. That's what how it went south. Dick. And then Dean didn't want to be in the restaurant anymore, and but then they owned his image and shit. So for years he had to drive by with his fucking face out there, and he didn't even want to be in business with those fucking guys anymore. Fuck. It's hilarious. But how petty is that shit? Yeah. It's just like, I'll have a restaurant. I wasn't even thinking of having a restaurant because you have a restaurant. I'll have one, and I want my face even fucking bigger and <laughs> higher. Pick- yeah. And the, the asshole that runs your restaurant is now the asshole that runs my restaurant. Right. He Can you imagine if social asshole. media existed back then? What they would have been saying. I feel like Jerry would have said more than Dean. Uh, and they definitely there wouldn't have been PC culture, so there would have been a lot of inappropriate that things would have been fun. tweeted. You know, Jerry Lewis spoke at my college graduation. It was fucking awesome. He killed. Where'd you go to school? Emerson. Nice. He murdered. Emerson. He, at, the, at the parents' uh, student breakfast, 
he was crazy, Jerry, and fucking murdered. <laughs> and then when they came in and, and, and he spoke and did, and did his speech to the, the graduate, the graduate class, yeah. he was telethon, Jerry. So you got to Damn, see the whole thing. Both worlds. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I never got to meet him. I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. I used to call him Harry Jewish. I don't know if I'm anti-Semitic or what, but that's what I... My mom was like, who are you talking about? I'm like, Harry Jewish, put him on. And then she found Jerry Lewis, and I just said, Oh, Jerry quiet. Lewis, Her- Harry Jewish. For some Jewish. reason, I was well, calling probably him Harry Jewish. Yeah, probably sounded like that in your head. She thought I'm trying were... to find an out for you. <laughs> no, no, it's good, it's good. The, the, the other night we were watching. She slept with a lot of Jewish guys. She, she's she got her <laughs> yeah, out. Yes, yes. I'm, I've, I've made up for calling Harry Jewish. But uh, I'm saying my mom, she always heard things wrong. Like we were watching Monday Night Football with the Rams, and they kept saying Jared Goff, Jared Goff. She's like, why are they calling him a jerk off? And I'm like, Mom, his name's Jared Goff. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. It's all she so then it was all we call him. Jerk off. This jerk off. Because the, the announcer kept saying it, like, jerk off, jerk off. And it, it was coming it out. It sounds like it. Yeah, I, n- I never put the connection there until you said it, but now well, I'll never be mom. able to think of Jared Goff it's without. money comes up with nicknames for everybody. That's her name. That's a solid nickname. It's true. What? Um, when did you showcase for Mitzi? What year was that? Because I know I was waiting tables here, and I remember. The 90s. I don't remember. I know. It was 93 I started, so. It was sometime after I remember thinking, God, this guy's so funny. Well, I'm glad you thought that. She did. <laughs> uh. You're trying to be too much like this guy. You only wear plaid underwear. That's your thing. I can't believe you you Joey Bananas, what do you call him? Jackie Banana. <laughs> Jackie Banana. God, love him. Babe, yell when he's on stage. I'd be like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> there was a, another just guy. Just end your career right there. Just but just walk out with your dignity. With pride, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Billy Bananas wouldn't have been something you would have flown Oh, with. my God, Who's there's no the fucking way. Boozler told us some guy was like, fuck you, cunt. The, the, yeah, I the can't remember who it was. Elaine Boozler's friend was showcasing for Mitzi, and she got she was like, "You should do that, and you should do that," and she was getting in his. And he goes, oh, "Fuck you, cunt!" And he <laughs> never worked here again. She goes, "He quit comedy." I'm like, "Cause of that?" Like, dude, she was still. I can't remember. She, the name there must have been. You can't do that to people. You can't tell somebody wear a yellow jacket. <laughs> yeah, every, like you, you know, somebody's gonna call you a cunt. I mean, that's yeah, it's, a it's gotta thing happen. To do. It's just a power play, really. I think. Can in you her mind, Google cunty? I'm sure they, uh, they, <laughs> that's my middle the, name. The fifth, yeah. the fifth definition that's of wearing <laughs> making somebody wear a yellow. <laughs> I bet Jamie Masada got called a cunt. For uh, let me Easily. tell you, buddy. Yeah, wear buddy, your yellow buddy. jacket to the buddy, side. You're the cunt comic. You go up, you do nothing but cunt jokes. You say cunt so much it doesn't hold any water. Dude, Mitchie was. And I take forty percent. She was so, she was so old, when I showed up so here, and she was still. These wires oh no, you're so. kidding. She was still doing it to people. What? Joey Diaz was still on the lineup as fat, fat Baby. baby. And she, no, you perform she as Fat Baby. She names all the time. And Diaz was just like, okay. And I even saw him once go up in I a diaper. It was like <laughs> New Year's Eve or <laughs> yes, something. He did, yes. He just was wearing just a giant diaper and went and did his set. Uh, John Caparillo said, your name's too long. You're John Campy now. So he just put had, it on the marquee. He, he just had to perform that. as John Campy. The comic. Campy, usually, it's like, that's not really funny. No. Camp isn't funny. Camp is funny to like yeah. 60 year old gay guys. <laughs> I like John Campy. He sounds great. I know. No, no one showed up. It was going to be some sort of musical. <laughs> oh, John Campy's in town. I love oh. Camp. <laughs> Specifically, John Camp. <laughs> John Campy. Yeah, she would, she would also, like, if you started with a guitar and she passed you 
as the guitar it had comic. to be the guitar guy you had to have the guitar yeah. and there was this one guy he's pretty decent not my favorite comic i'm i'm terrible i'm very picky but i worked here right. for 12 years as a waitress so i saw nobody every hears stupidity. more comedy than a comedy waitress okay. yeah, <laughs> i don't like him i can leave you have to go back in there i know it's awful there were certain terrible. comics i wouldn't even wait tables i'm like fuck you i don't care yeah. if you die Right. I'm not coming in there. Right. So uh, she, this guy, he was okay, and he had a guitar, and he went up. She, he didn't. See, he saw she wasn't there, so he put his guitar in his car, and he walked in. And I saw him do it, and I thought, "Fuck it, I'm not saying anything. I'm not getting involved." Right. So right. he went in. He went on. He was bombing. She walked in as he was on. Where is his fucking guitar? And I'm like, "Oh, I, I think it's on the step." Like I got nervous, tried to distract her. Right. She get him off. She started screaming. It was bellowing in the room. I was like, "Fuck!" Screaming, get him off. Get him off the stage. She used now. to do that. She used to do it during showcases. It was like, this. It was like uh, so. I was like, "Okay, man, so I'm gonna go get it." And I just ran in and I was like, "Give him the light, give him the light." And he's like, "Why do I have the fucking light?" And she's like, "Get off!" Oh my god. <laughs> she never hired him That's again. That's fucking hilarious. Though. Never hired him. I wish him I again. knew him more. I didn't. I just had that one experience. <laughs> but then afterwards, then she liked me. But by the, the time room, she right? liked me, she was kind of out of it. So I thought that that was funny. That was funny to me where I was just like, She's well, losing she her had mind. her wits. And really, <laughs> she could really see who I was. I wasn't good enough. But no. she had to kind of lose it a little bit. I, I think this guy's funny. So <laughs> I never felt like I really got passed by her. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got you got loopy Mitzi and like oh he's good yeah I think I, my my Mitzi was Polly when oh. Polly said I was funny I was just that was the best thing ever because I love Polly he's great that's so funny he is and he's got the best fucking laugh ever <laughs> he, and I he love does that guy. we torment it's so weird. He just tortured me for years. Same. I have a different experience. Oh, I love Paul. He was my boss, so it was a different. Yeah, he, he he was the first person to take me on the road and just <laughs> treated me so horribly. And I, was, I was constantly just like, dude, what what are you doing, man? He just treated everyone horribly. But like now when he sees me, he'll just come up and like grope me and pinch you, me yeah. and stuff. And they, they dude, yeah. what's up, bro? Your armpit's still sweaty, bro? And I was like, <laughs> Dude, I was, I was 22. I was fucking nervous. <laughs> Dude, why is our armpit so sweaty? Because that's what they did to him. He got he was getting hazed before he was even a comedian. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, can yeah, you imagine? You, you, no one gives someone the nickname The Weasel because he's the one that they like. They were doing that shit to him because they thought it was fucking funny and mean. I remember. Um, is that how they came up with The Weasel? Probably. Yeah, I forget who he said was the one that came up with it. Was it Sam or Carl? It was one of those guys. It was someone from that era, but there was, it was someone who was at Mitzi's service because they said yeah. that they uh, they gave him the nickname and they're like, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a not Tim Thomas. I don't know. No, yeah, like that though. It was yeah. definitely someone of that era, and I think it was like uh, because Paulie was always listening and then he reporting back to his mom shit the comics were talking about or something. He was 14, and he was like the head fry cook at the Westwood Comedy. And it was him and Kinnison were cooking. Can you imagine? Like in the kitchen. No, his, his stories, you just have your jaw on the ground going, right. like, dude, how is that? Yeah. How did you survive? You're still here. It's fucking unbelievable. When when Dice got passed here, she sent him to Westwood because that was what she would do back then. She would be like, go to Westwood, develop. If you right? were young, yeah. Yeah, if you were real. And he was 21. So she sent him to Westwood. And then she was like, I want to see that guy. Bring him back here. 
So he was like, okay, but he didn't have a car. So he was like, Mitzi goes, somebody will bring you over from Westwood. And Andrew went outside, he said, and he got this giant big green, like, Lincoln or something. <coughs> he got in there, and it was Polly driving, 14 years old, could barely see over the steering wheel. And his best friend sitting in the front seat, and Dice is like, you know, I'm 21. I could drive if you want. And they're like, no, dude, it's fine. And Polly just drove him from Westwood to here. Like, barely seeing over the – and Andrew said he was sitting in the back, like, holding on for dear life. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing? There's kids. Christ. There's surfer boys driving me. <laughs> He had a great story about some some comic bought him a, a moped when he was like in middle school. Oh, they, Paul, yeah, because yeah. he did this podcast. So they like gave him this moped, and they just thought it was cool. Like, yeah, that guy who we do drugs with, that's a teenager, and the owner's kid got a moped now. So he drives it to middle school, and the middle school is like, you can't drive yourself to middle school. So they called Mitzi and told her, listen, he drove this moped here. That's not cool. You got to come pick up the moped. So Mitzi, uh, I guess they, they had a limo. Is that right? Yeah. Comedy store limo drove Mitzi and Argus to middle school to pick up the moped, <laughs> and they made Argus drive it back. He's and drunk. Argus was uh, still intoxicated and in oh, a bathrobe. And as the story goes, according to Pauly, they get back like they get back in like twenty minutes, and Mitzi's kind of annoyed that she had to go pick him up or whatever. He got in trouble. And then about two hours later, Argus finally rolls in on the moped, and he's just covered in scrapes. <laughs> he's just he's just wiped out so many times between the middle school and Mitzi's house. You know what's funny back then is you could you could literally do that. You could be shit faced yeah. on a moped in a bathrobe, wiping out <laughs> like noon. And you could actually for two hours, <laughs> yeah. No cops, nobody's saying it. Yeah. You're like I don't want to do the paperwork. This yeah. fucking jerk off. Yeah, it was so, but it was so fucking nuts back. Like I never, you know. I know some guys that lived out here during the, like the hair metal days, and were like it was such a fucking scene. Just everybody walking up and down the strip, just looking like fucking they were in Motley Crue or something like that. It sounded like it was it was like it was amazing, you know. Yeah. Uh, whenever I hear the stories, everyone like they like you said Motley Crue or Cinderella. And it's like oh, yeah. when people tell me stories, like well, all the dudes looked pretty feminine, but that was the cool thing. <laughs> just like oh, all right. 80s, yeah. 80s hair no, big hair that, yeah you can't get Seven just years. so much below you can get away with any like anything that happens now if there's a news story I, like if there's no footage I'm like how is there no footage it's so fucking weird that somebody always captures it now it's nuts it's yeah. really nuts back everything then there was just, yeah there was no fucking nobody had a fucking video camera 9-11 yeah. ruined everything like film everything now because yeah, if you're not doing it with your phone it's the eye in the sky so it's yeah, everywhere yeah I would say nerds ruined it Nerds by giving everybody access to all this shit. Like, shit happens now. People don't even help. They just fucking film, film it. Yep. You know? Yeah, if there's like a fight, they don't. It's crazy shit. Sean, Sean Penn was here one night for, I think it was like when Robin Williams did shows. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe Smothers Brothers or Robin Williams. I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, Smothers Brothers. Yeah. But he came and wanted to see the show. And so I was working the parking lot back then. And Mitzi was still around. So it was like, no one's allowed in the parking lot except for paid regulars even if they're celebrities she's like you tell them to leave i'm like all right so sean penn pulls in i'm just like i'm not telling sean penn to fucking leave so he parks his car i'm like i i don't know how to drive a stick so you have to park it at the front so i don't have to move it he's like all right so he goes in comes out like two hours later chain smokes like five cigarettes he keeps giving me cigarettes i'm like you ever been here before and he's like yeah but i, I don't think i'm allowed to tell you about the stuff that happened i'm like <laughs> 
I'm 24. I, I think said, all right, tell I'll him. take the bait. What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, it was a different time. I mean, there was so much coke here. I mean, there was a lot of girls and a lot of coke. I'm just like, did you do the coke and fuck the girls? He's like, I think a couple of them. I'm like, you think a couple of them? <laughs> what kind of fucking story is that? And he just had this distant stare in his face, just like, no, I'm not going to tell this guy what the fuck happened. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, you brought it up. I'm just Paulie trying to be nice. Paulie had here in the 90s for his birthday and just random ones. So I don't remember Sean Penn that much, but Mickey Rourke. Oh, my God, yeah. He, I, and House yeah. of Pain was big. So he would rent out the whole main room. One time we had the whole place we shut it down for halloween and he had a big party here we lost our liquor license i was gonna say that is that night. the that was insane well, because is that the serving thing. liquor in the parking lot we, we built a bar in the parking lot and the manager was like shouldn't we uh call the liquor control board and i was like uh i don't think so and mitzi's like no they don't need to know what we're doing <laughs> so oh so she was the guy I was called. Say she must have lost her shit the guy called, the stupid manager called, and he was like, what would happen if? So I remember, like, being in the middle of the OR. Was, he called took, the fucking people that, oh, Jesus he fucking Christ. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> what an Let's asshole. say this Thursday we were to set up a bar in the parking lot. I'm not, I'm just, I was selling shots, but more doing shots. I wasn't even paying attention. I was, like, in the 20s. You know what I mean? I was dancing and f- dressed as a playmate devil it was awful but it was Polly's idea and so we were all dancing and nobody was doing anything everyone was wasted I remember this guy came up to me he's like do you know where the manager is and I was like oh you know like your parent comes in you <laughs> yeah. straighten up I was like the cops uh, are yeah, here uh, yeah uh, what's wrong like oh so I'm covering myself I'm like what what happened and and then we go in and it was the fucking liquor control board and they shut us down so we got a mark and she had 10 days where she had to not sell liquor the first night she picked was during Christmas, Fat Tuesday. You know how hard that is to explain? It's got to be tough. Fat Tuesday that we don't have Hennessy. They oh, almost God. fucking they, they weren't flipped happy. out. Guy Tory, I thought he was going to kill me, but it was... Is that yeah, back when... Uh, is that I sold back a when, lot of Cokes. Is that when Pac was still rolling around, or is that later Pretty than that? Pretty much. He came um, through here? Always, yeah. The night he got out of jail, he had a party in the belly room. Give me a $400 tip. Good guy. <laughs> good, good dude good dude <laughs> good dude i'm like he didn't bother me maybe i wasn't his type i don't know sometimes well, he never really did anything to anybody i don't know what's not i don't know what happened but if, he I, was in jail that's what that's... he did go to jail so for what rape oh i didn't know that. <laughs> that's right. what i'm uh, saying he got out of jail and wait was, he went to jail for four years something like that three or four years could like be that. i thought you raped somebody at like 15 don't you I don't think so. Let's look at that. Let's. Who wants to have that on their phone? Let's do that. Let's Google that. See what happens. I just want to. What Maybe do we call the was. cops? Hey, what would happen? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How much <laughs> if you caught me? If I was to rape someone in a podcast studio. At the comedy store. <laughs> while serving drinks. But I feel like now they'd be like, the comedy store. Eh, nobody cares. Dude, the, when I, when I showed up. always have protection. There was, the, there was these police officers, uh, West Hollywood police officers, who would always just be here hanging out. Lloyd, there was never a crowd. My favorite guy. But this one night, these cops just parked their car right in front of the comedy store, and they get out. And it was probably like, I want to say 7.30 or 8. It was like I was here early because there was a belly room show or something. And there was probably five cars in the lot. A couple of girls were hanging out, and the cop walks up, and uh, the girl's like, "Hey, 
and shouts his name at him. And the dude just takes his gun out and aims it at her. And I was standing there like, what the fuck? And then she was like, you better not shoot me. He was like, all right. And just put it away. I'm like, what the fuck what is the going f- on? Yeah. We're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was shocking. I mean, she was a white girl, so obviously he didn't pull the trigger, but... Of course, still, she, of course, she wasn't afraid at all. She was like, "This is awesome! You better not shoot me!" <laughs> That's what I remember yelling, just being like, and they go, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, nothing, man. You guys have fun. I know. You better not shoot me, you fucking pig. <laughs> and then she gets to leave, and then some black guy comes up and asks directions, and he gets shot. What the fuck you say? <laughs> That's terrible, but accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's awful to yeah. say. West Hollywood. They were always whenever we had a real problem, they would never you show go up. On stage and you just point your gun at people. <laughs> yeah. The fuck is where's his gun? I'm not a I'm not a comedian. I'm a comic. On stage. You go on stage and you shoot people. That's your thing. <laughs> she had a comic that was a boxer, and she would be like, "Just go up there and intimidate everybody." And he would. He was terrifying. And he would just, people would be like leaning back in their seats like, is he going to hit us? Like he would get that crazy. I, I don't want to say his name because he's kind of still around. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. Yeah. He was fucking insane. It sounded like she was bored and just wanted a exactly. great show. Like, you, just, you, you have a fucking guitar. You wear a yellow jacket. <laughs> you fucking freak people out. You're a baby. You're yeah, a man, you're a baby. baby. <laughs> and it'd just be like, Nitsy Shore's Freak Show. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking sit and listen to all you guys talk about your childhood. All right? <laughs> would that Get a Siamese twin. Would that happen on the East Coast? Like, the those clubs like SD is it SD uh, yeah, the no, cellar she not, wouldn't no, do that no there was none of that no. I'm trying to think of the other clubs that are as big as a cellar <coughs> that no but I also didn't I came up in uh, the 90s so I think a lot of that was kind like, of being well, pushed away yeah I mean when I started it was just every headliner every other headliner I worked with it started with so I've been sober for fucking six years so it was the party was over and everybody's wages were getting garnished by the IRS and it's just and they got paid in coke and they didn't have the fucking money anymore and it was just like I came in like I I missed the party I feel like I missed the party too like it's I'm like glad everybody's I did. over I'm fucking glad I did I, I, I am I do not consider. I don't feel like I missed anything because it, none of that sh- that coke shit. That's crazy. Was so fucking dark. Like what it did to so many people. And uh, the, yeah, it just it was it. You know, I, I, you saw the last half of Boogie Nights. I mean, I know it's just it, a it, fucking movie, but I mean, I don't but know not really. Yeah. Don't you think it's there's some truth to it? <laughs> I mean, if you lived in L.A., like even if you didn't live that life, there's there there's a there's a something there's something about the end of that fucking movie. Where uh, that so that sad. broken no mm-hmm. soul left and well, that's you had a- it and you fucked the whole thing up. But this, it's a weird like you just even if you didn't, you didn't experience that, you feel that out here. Certainly. I don't think as much anymore. Where it's like uh, like so much so many cities now are just so, so fucking glossed over. Like I swear to God, Manhattan now is just like a giant Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. And out here, I feel like everything's I still becoming, love it, but yeah. Yeah, everything now out here is just becoming like these 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 fucking apartment buildings. They just w- knocking out blocks. Everything, yeah, yeah, they are. Up and it's just like at least eight stories with restaurants on the bottom. Restaurant, dreaming. the gym, it, yeah, and then, and then these weird fucking color patterns. Two floors the of color. Yeah. It. Like it's just like they pick three of the ugliest colors, <laughs> and each section is just painted that color. Like I live in the puke green part. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the piss yellow, <laughs> and I'm in the. Uh, 
They're they're literally painting a building in on Ventura in the Valley right now the shittiest color of blue I've ever seen. I'm just like, what? if you're gonna yeah, paint it blue, why that? would you? Is, pay- it, is it all on sale? I just, I look it's like, gotta it's be. It's the paint that we gotta bought. we I gotta paint, paint a building. building. We gotta paint yeah. a whole building. So what's the what's cheapest the- we got? Oh, uh, we got uh, fucking dead Smurf blue over there. Perfect. <laughs> as long as it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was literally looking. I'm like, why are they painting it? And the way that they painted this building. I mean, I don't know the mindset of the painters, but they just painted like a small section, not even nicely, and then they just moved on to a different section of the building. So there's still just large portions unpainted. No, like, are they know, on drugs? What are they like, fucking doing? Let it dry. Like the architecture. There's nothing elegant. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. It's just yeah. like... It's there like, used to be a lot of Spanish they just, style. They're just fucking throwing up. Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's just like they just, you know... I'm not an architect. I was neither am I, but, but. I, there's one that they're building on like Franklin and uh, Hollywood, and I was just sitting there at the light, looking up and just <sighs> hearing the nail guns and seeing the smoke. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you see, okay, yeah. that's going to be your bullshit balcony off your fucking one bedroom, right? Soulless, just yet another soulless. Sit thing. out there and see <laughs> yeah, the smoke. Just, uh, yeah, it was just. What's 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 this building across the street supposed to look like? I don't know. That's going to be nice because that's going to be like... It's on Sunset, yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be some high-end shit. And uh, what's bad is behind is all these older, beautiful homes, and they paid for that view. I can't imagine you pay for the view and gradually that building Slowly going up, yeah. This one's higher than House of Blues. Like, I remember when they were building House of Blues and Mitzi was like, they're messing up my view. Go tell them to stop. What used to be there? It was little restaurants, but low, like oh. just like because the House of Blues is like two stories, there. so it's not like that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a restaurant over there, right? Uh, you know what happened with them? Fronts. They were actually making money, and then they they came in and just offered them so much money. They're like, all right, fuck it, fuck we'll it, shut yeah. it down, and we'll go somewhere. Open else. somewhere else, yeah. That was crazy because the House of Blues was great, but now this is going to be a monstrosity. I just don't get what, like who has all this money to Russians to, to rent. To rent, yeah. Because it's like luxury. They keep knocking down affordable shit. Yeah. And putting up ridiculous. And now there's all tents. On the end of my street, everybody's in a tent. Yeah. It's bad. I'm like, I'm, I'm... Well, thank God the politicians will step in. Well, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll do the right thing. They'll help the people. They will. That's They're the going to choose the people, and they will not go with the money. Listen, that's that's why they do their jobs. They're out there just trying to do the, the right people, thing. People. Yeah. This Garcetti, yeah. he person, cares about human beings. I can tell. Garcet, oh yeah, I don't even pay attention out here. I'm terrible. I Gavin, know more about Philadelphia than L.A. I'm terrible. We're all golden. Don't worry about it. I believe it. They don't. At what point do you think there'll be a a major game, sporting event in Philadelphia that's a national broadcast? Will they will not explain to people? How to order a fucking cheesesteak? Okay. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. Uh, I mean, every, I don't know why every you fucking time, every yeah. fucking time. Whenever the Patriots play, they show fucking Paul Revere, a lighthouse, <laughs> all of this shit. I was like, I lived there for twenty seven years. I don't think I ever saw any of that shit. Like, never. what is somebody working in a fucking lobster? Yeah. Trap Kansas City, it's and the it's same still, thing. Hey, give me a whiz wit, uh, give me fucking wit out. You can't go up. It's a little cut. Kansas to the point, City, yeah. I actually fucking go there and I go, Can I get a cheesesteak <laughs> with peppers and onions? I'm not gonna, that's not how you order it, Bill. Give me one wit, one wit out. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm so sick of and that's just nothing against Philly. I'm just so fucking no, sick great. of them explaining that to me. <laughs> I mean, they do it with all of them. Kansas City, it's the same thing every time. They show the same barbecue place 
Oh, um, if you're here, you got you to gotta check out the ribs there. You know, they're one of the originals. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure people ate ribs before yeah. they opened up in Kansas City. And then it's the same stupid shot of the fountain. You know, the, Kansas City has the third most fountains of any major city in the world. You're like, oh, third? Wow. Great fact. Well, you got to, you know, you got to get people out there. You got to get people facts. <laughs> so, so many people make their their trip plans. On, yeah. well, we should go somewhere with fountains. That's like when I used back when I used to do college gigs when I was a young man and kids wanted to see me. <laughs> I, I fucking, every one of them figured out a way to be number one in something. I don't give a fuck if it was a community college. They all Easily. were fucking number one in something. Well, I, I worked on the, Al Magical was pitching a show for a while. It was like, your city sucks or something. Yeah. And so their pilot they did was, uh, on Kansas City, so he brought me in to help write just because I know Kansas City stuff. And he interviewed one of the mayors, and he was like, what's cool about Kansas City? And the Kansas City, Missouri mayor was like, we got the most boulevards of any city in America. <laughs> and he was like, what makes a boulevard better than a street? Yeah. He's like, well, you know, you know, there's usually you know some nice greenery or something yeah, in the middle elegant. of the street. Definitely, it's more uppity. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could see that being cool. <laughs> But the it's only just people so ridiculous. that really hold that is in, when you go to Paris, like a street oh, yeah. versus an avenue versus a boulevard. I forget when I was there, it was just like, oh, I really see the difference here. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when it was just like, you're moving up in the world. Ooh, yeah. Fancy. Yeah. The street and, and, was just the street. Yeah. And that, and that makes more sense now because Kansas City's always was, claimed, we're the, yeah. we're the Paris of the Midwest. And you're like, that's a pretty specific region to be the Paris of. <laughs> We have fountains and boulevards just like Paris. Like, oh, you know. I grew up on a street. Aim high. I'm a street. A I grew street up on person. a street. Yeah. Street? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. It was a street. Well, what was the name of it? Uh, uh, can, the, the answer is the there. The sign, yeah. Um, well, I, I grew up in two places. One was uh, Haskins Avenue, I believe. That's when I was younger, and then I moved around a lot. I, I lived on a drive. I lived on a street. You've, you've been I there. I lived on an, uh, a lane, Ooh. and then a street again. This guy's done it all. Yeah. Lane okay. sounds very chanting, doesn't it? Yeah, lane sounds real fancy. I was at Eighty Second Street, so I, I had some time on the street. I was out there on Eighty Second Street, down <laughs> by the creek. We're still in. The, my mom still lives in the same row home we grew up in. And everybody moved up the street or around the corner. That was it. Except for you. I me. I left, yeah. But I go home a lot. But my favorite was working in How Helium. come you can't get a good direct flight? Remember when the only direct flight to Philly was that fucking U.S. Air? It was That's, the shittiest goddamn fucking plane. Now it's American, but, yeah, I do only straight flights. I got a straight flight back there because I'm headlining at Uncle Vinny's in mm. Point Pleasant. And I got a, a straight flight for $89. That's awesome. When I flew to, when I, I flew mean, I to, fly in the back, but when, when I flew to Israel, I had to. We had to fly through Philly, and our oh really? And, oh yeah. Yeah, and our flight just kept getting delayed hour after hour. <laughs> and so finally, like five hours after it got delayed, they go, "Yeah, the flight's not happening," and they just kept saying the plane wasn't there. And so then the plane was there, and then they said, uh, "Yeah, the the crew's been Eating flying too steaks, long, so they can't fly anymore." So. We'll, we'll try again tomorrow. I'm like, did you say you're going to try again tomorrow? I'm like, I spent hundreds of dollars on tickets. We'll That's try again. That's how they get away with you. Sorry, we'll try again tomorrow. No, the, these yeah, pilots. Dude, I, yeah, they're tired, dude. I don't want to go. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 try again tomorrow when you when you get an eight-hour sleep. I'm all for You guys are – I like this decision. No, because you get there and you'll get fucking impatient when you, you forget that these guys have your life yeah. in your hands. So yeah, yeah. I want rested pilots. I guess, I, and I, I remember – I guess – 
do you guys not have any other pilots? And they go, you think we just have pilots sitting around the airport? And I'm like, I, I would if I was making billions of dollars. Just have a couple of guys sitting in the bar or whatever. Oh, I can't. It's a corporation. Aren't you a pilot now? No. Huh? Are you a pilot that now? A private pilot. Private pilot, yeah. but still it's yeah. a big deal. Well, that's pretty sweet. I can barely drive a car. I drive a car like you do in your little videos, which I love. Oh, I'm very angry. Oh, please. I, I can't record myself in a car. I go to jail. Oh, I think it's amazing saying. that you record. Well, I mean, I have somebody doing it. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean. I'm just saying, like, because I get pissed at people easily in a car. And I try not to. People think I'm a lot angrier than I am. <laughs> like this right, right here, I've been on, this is how I usually am. Just chill. You're very yeah. chill now. I like it. I, I've always been very chill. <laughs> it's just when I'm on fucking stage, I mean, if I just come out really chill... Yeah. <laughs> You're the chill comic. You just go up there and you chill yeah, out. Just chill relax. Out. Just make Bill. people uncomfortable with Bill. how relaxed you are while you're not performing. Bill Relax is your new name. I rare was talking about <laughs> Bill, Bill Relax. Bill you're Relax Bill is Boredom. a good one. <laughs> Bill Boredom. Billy, <laughs> Billy Boredom. You, Billy the Boar. You go in there. Billy the Boar. You go up there. Well, that's and a good just, one. You just bore him. <laughs> Billy the Boar is coming on next. But I remember oh, was talking I like about that. how you roasted Philly, you know that the viral video. Yes, when you flipped out. Uh, what was that That's for? The petting zoo. <laughs> you know what I mean. You, you got know what mad. I hate now is like I like when you heckled the crowd. Like <laughs> yeah. how that became. You can't fucking heckle can't, the crowd. No. Heckling, you're disrupting a performance. The yeah. crowd exactly. is not performing. You fucking morons. And technically, they were heckling, or they were fucking with Irera, right? Like they booed dumb, and that's. What Towards set you the off end. or something like that? But his- I just I just had sat back there for too fucking long, right? And we just real like I was just like I could have fucking gone to the comic strip and right. made eight dollars and had a better time than this fucking <laughs> bullshit. I don't need to do this. I don't. If you guys don't seem like you want to be here, right? Why did you come tonight? Yeah, why did you come here? So I had I wasn't nervous at all when I went out there, and then I walked out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like apocalypse now. And then I tried to fucking do my act. And I just I just sat around too long, and I was in the wrong headspace. So I am fifty percent responsible for getting. But, but that Dom night. said that he was sitting there laughing, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like you're going on and on about this stuff, and then you go, and you know what? Fuck the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Do. Is it such a stupid it's fucking so thing to be great. like? You know, it's not even real. You know, it's not the one they bang the hammer on. It's just such. Fu- it's such a stupid fucking hasty tourist attraction. I the Liberty honest. Bell. And when it rang, we were all fucking free. I, I mean, even bothered even listening to this stupid ass fucking story. And I one time I did stand up there. And I went down to go look at it. Like, there it is. I mean, that's right up there with Massachusetts with Plymouth Rock. Yeah. <laughs> this is the rock the guy stepped on because somebody fucking – and they literally have it, like, all, like, walled off. Oh, yeah. It's such a fucking – It's such it's a on fucking second and market, I think. Crock of shit. Uh, Abbey Road. <laughs> That's another one. Yep. The, the original crosswalk, they don't even have it anymore. You're not yep. walking where they walked. And these stupid cunts still go out there, including me. Standing the line. Yep. Just blocking traffic. And it's just like, yeah, I did it. Stupid. I, oh, you did it? I, you yeah, really did it? I, I did oh, it. I, I posed. I did the Heisman. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing Heisman. She's Kill like, why? It. I'm like, 
I don't know. Just fuck City. it. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> the most boulevards in the world. <laughs> but I'm not respecting this English. This is this bullshit. Man. What is this cobblestone? Yeah, this ridiculous. Is I'm above this shit. Get me a fucking some nice greenery in the middle of the road. Let's do All it. All right, let's wrap this yes, up. Yes, I'm yep. just I, I gonna. Got, I gotta get home, man. I'm not feeling well. Oh, are you okay? Nah, it's just fucking. I don't know what it is. I'm tired. Plus, you got a baby. Gotta kiss the baby. Um, so that, F is for that family. Cough is. Oh. Is out now, uh, right? Isn't there? Didn't when it just does this come air? Out? November thirtieth. It comes come out. out. I'm telling everybody all fucking week. November 29th. My wife is like, I think it's never <laughs> there yet. She's always right. She, she's been annoying the shit out of me lately. Because I, I cook a she's lot. The she is the sweetest. <laughs> when I fucking every time I go down in the fucking kitchen, I'm gonna cook something. Like yeah. before I even get a time. Why don't you put this in it? Why don't you fucking do this? Like why don't you fucking just eat it? Because I always see shit. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to try and make that. And it's like, I never get to make it because she fucks with it before I get in there. It's just like, why don't you just fucking do it? Like, I literally, today I was making, I was literally making a fucking smoothie. And I don't argue with her anymore. I just go for a walk. I go for a walk, go out in the garage, I have it soundproofed, and I just play my drums. I literally just went out there and played, like, to fucking Pantera for, like, a half an hour. To like, and she and she still called me when I was out there. My God. No, they're, re- they're relentless. They're fucking relentless. And there's one of the major reasons that men die before women. They try to say it's because we don't get a physical every fucking year. It's because they slowly kill us. I, I believe you. I've it's been true. married for five years. It's true. My wife is generally disappointed with everything, everything. I do. Everything. Everything. So. And the compliments just stop. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, dude. Dude, I just did Madison Square Garden. Within 36 hours that I was walking on eggshells in my fucking own house. <laughs> Shut up. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I it's to just talk like, to you well, the excitement that. was killed when I came home. <laughs> I had a great 36 hours, and then I got home, and it's just like... She's like, listen, we're not impressed by selling out Madison Square yeah. Garden. I love my wife, and my wife is as cool as it gets. Yeah. And, and I still deal with that shit, so I just give her shit all the time. <laughs> you got to dish I, it back. I, I walked, my mother-in-law was there, she was the best, too, and I, she came walking in. She was like, so, Bill, and I just said, can I just come into a room once <laughs> without you no demands with something for me to do? She goes, I wasn't going to tell you what to do. I go, so, Bill, never ends well. <laughs> so, Bill, what would you like to do so by Bill, yourself I'm today? I'm thinking tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's fucking, yeah, you, you start feeling like a personal assistant. That, yeah, that's how I, that's and how I everyone, get. Every, like, six days, you have to flip out. So they go back to their corner for a little bit, and then they just <laughs> come back out again. It's just, it's really. I just want to get to my corner sometimes. Yeah. And you they know they're going to win because what are you going to leave? They're going to get the house. So there's right. just no reason for them to stay there. It's you're a paper tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I know my brothers will listen to this like, yes. Six brothers. Yeah, they that's say why the I'm so sick of now. listening, specifically white women complaining. Like, you know, in the United States of America. It's just like, it's like, you're so almost me. (laughs) And the amount of shit that I'm getting for being me, you're right there with me. Yeah. Okay. But you somehow get to, not only do you get to skate on the white privilege thing, you also get to play a victim too. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Be a fucking rose. Yeah. Every day at five in the afternoon. Go fuck yourself. Telling cops not to shoot you. Yeah. These fucking white oh, bitches. Oh, yelling at cops and punching <laughs> them and shit. Yeah. I mean, what? Shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. Exactly. You know, no whatever. way. Yeah. Yelling at cops. That's insane. I mean, you can you can watch hours of YouTube videos of white women yelling at cops <laughs> and punching them and shit. I've been it's seeing just, the videos. Yeah. I'm like, who are these people? Where do they come from? Yeah, even as white as I am, my nose is going to be fucking in the pavement. <laughs> Same. Yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah. But yeah, the, the cops will get, someone will take a video of it and then talk about how the cop hates women. Even though he's been punched in the face eight times previous to Ray Reisinger. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Ah, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's 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 a weird time. It is. So it's a strange time. It is a strange time, Joe. But Rogan I think had the right and I, name. Yeah, and I think the uh, it's the new normal. If people are interested, the it's new gonna, normal. You think it's going to come back? It's like no, I don't think it's going to come back. <laughs> I think I think this tough. this is the way it is now. Everybody, you know. Outrage. Just listen to nonstop whining. I'm not talking about legitimate complaints. Yeah, Police brutality, racism, sure. homophobia. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just Meaning, like, whining. Yeah. Out, yeah. Outrage about I'm everything. Right now, whining about whining. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's so meta that it fits. I think. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying. I'm it. trying to do. I'm trying to whine on like two different <laughs> levels here. <laughs> so Madison Square Garden was amazing. It was. I'm just going by Bartnick and. Uh, no, no, I had a great time. But let's yeah, get they... back to the whining thing because that's way more interesting. <laughs> like I'm just waiting for somebody somewhere in an interview when one of those just people who's just whining. Yeah. Somebody just to be like, just <laughs> fucking just throw their head back and be like, shut up. Yes. Uh, every every crazy. news channel. You hit the fucking lottery. <laughs> <laughs> You're white in America. You're yeah. crushing it. Yeah. I'm sorry, is that blonde hair too? I don't want to hear it. I'm not saying you don't have problems, but there's a bunch of other shit that needs to be solved first before we get to your fucking red bottom shoes there, sweetheart. <laughs> all right. There we go. God bless all of you. Please watch Effus for Family. Thank you for having me in the bowels. You're amazing. Of, uh, Down here in the uh, dungeons of, of the comedy of, yes, store. Of, of the comedy store. And thank you for being a part of all things comedy. Thank you. Thanks for having, having us, us, man. Uh, we can do something for you. All right there, whippersnappers. <laughs> old man's going to bed. God bless everybody. And I want to thank all the strong women who listen to this podcast because it's so much harder for you guys to listen to a podcast than it, it is for so a man. Much that's, bi- that's Bill the Boar. Bill the Boar. Talking about white women. William the Whiner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Don't uh, forget to rape. Rape. (laughs) Always rape. uh, Just be like Tupac. (laughs) Don't forget to rape. (laughs) Yeah, the pillaging is no good. Uh, Yeah, watch F is for Family. If you're in Long Beach, come see Ian Edwards. And if somebody gives you a $400 tip, even if they went to jail for rape, they're all right. It's a good (laughs) person. Good rule. Also, I will be at Uncle Vinny's. December 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, I think. Yes, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Go to my website, Eleanor J. Kerrigan. Uh, I will be at Parks Casino December 19th. Um, DeFabio's with my brother Johnny. I hope I'm saying it right. DeFabio's, yeah. December 20th. Again, all on my website. And the Trocadero in Philadelphia December 27th. Okay, thank you guys. Also, this weekend I'll be in Vegas with Dice at the Tropicana Laugh Factory. And the t- December 28th through the 30th at Vegas Laugh Factory Tropicana with Dice. All right. Thank <laughs> you guys, guys so much. Bye. Bye.